What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another week. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. All right, here we go. Let's get going. Number five. A five-year-old girl in New York named Egypt Bush has published three children's books during the pandemic, including one about first responders called Superhero Town. She's now sold around 1,000 copies since June. Here she is, five years old, talking about it. I love writing in my notebook. Be positive and be good. And make sure you have a great day. (laughs) That's awesome. Number four. The owners of a gym in D.C. found out a 90-year-old woman across the street loves watching their rooftop classes from her window. She used to be a ballerina, and she tries to follow along the workouts sometimes. So they put up a new mural on the side of their building just for her. It faces her apartment, and it says, keep moving. Thought that was pretty cool. Number three. After completing her 16th round of chemo, Molly Powers came home to quite the surprise. Her neighborhood was lined with friends, family, and neighbors all waiting for her. Here is her heartwarming reaction. Wow, 16 rounds of chemo. That is a lot. Number two. A mom in Houston has been mowing lawns for seniors and veterans free of charge. She lost her job early on and wanted to use her free time to help people. She's doing it through IWantToMowYourLawn.com. And if you're a veteran or you're a senior, she'll go and mow it for free. Thought that was cool. Number one. In Fairfield, Connecticut, there's a girl named Andrea who works at a gas station going through some hard times. So the town got together. 125 people and gave her a tip of $1,300. Here's a clip of them giving her the tip. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, don't cry. We love you. Don't cry. You're so sweet. We love you. You literally make everyone's day so much better. We just wanted to give back. 1300 bucks. I'd do the same thing. If you guys want to get together and give me 1300 bucks. <laughs> That was the Good News Countdown. It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hey, Bobby Bones. My name is Greg. I'm a big fan of the show. I was an operations manager, but I got laid off at the beginning of the pandemic. A guy who worked for me just wrote to me asking if I'd put in a good word for him at a different company where he's up for a job. So I talked to the company. Turns out, I know the woman in charge. She asked if I had a job. Then she said, hey, what about you? Would you be interested in this job that the other guy is up for? What do I do? I need the job, but I feel terrible taking it from him. Should I just take the job and let the guy hate me forever? Signed, Greg. The fact that it even bothers you, hey, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. But how close are you to this Greg? Is he your cousin? Is he your brother? If you're qualified for the job... There's no reason you shouldn't put yourself in the mix for the job and let them hire the person who is best suited for the job. I'm sure old Greg. whoever the guy is. No, Greg's this guy. Oh. I'm sure whoever the guy is was recommended by somebody. You just got to go and try to provide for your family. You're not stealing something from him. You're not getting him fired to get his job. It's a competition. It's a capitalist society, baby. I love it. Let's go. Who's got the best credentials? Who's going to work for for the least to make the most. Go for the job. That's what I'm saying. I would tell 
him know you're doing it. You would? If, if you want to be fair about it, I'd say, hey, I called to give you a recommendation. I'm going to be honest with you. He asked me if I would also uh, like to interview. That is a little bit shady. Why? He did nothing shady. There's nothing shady. The guy doesn't have a job. Here's a job suited for him. But he was he was he didn't know about the job unless he was. But they came to him. He didn't say, Psst, "You have anything for me?" They said, "Oh, aren't you qualified for this?" But they were. He's a recommendation. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's a little. It's tricky. Like yeah, very tricky. Greg, I'm gonna say go for it. Don't feel bad about it. I feel a little bad. You didn't about do it. anything wrong. <laughs> when you get that job, feel bad about it a little bit. <laughs> this movie just a little bad. But yeah, you're not stealing anything from him. He may not even get the job. He's just being recommended for the job. You're going to give a, a sure job away that you could get for someone who may or may not get a job. Yeah, you're out of your mind. And then that guy should just go ahead and remove you from his list of people to call. That's oh, true yeah, too. You're not That's anymore. true too. Then maybe you can hire him. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, Greg, go get the job, bud. I'm just letting you know right now. If it were me, I would go get the job. I may be honest with them, be like, hey, they asked me if I wanted to be in the interview process. I say, yeah. That's it. You wouldn't do what I do? Okay, Bobby, let's just say somebody called you right now and said, hey, you know, Eddie was just uh, applying Eddie's, for this. Eddie's best friend. Nope, not the same. Okay. All right. Not the same. Okay, then I don't. Okay. All right. Yeah, Create right. another scenario that I can knock down like a Django board when I'm upset. <laughs> Slap it down. Anything else? No. Go get it. Go get it. That's it. Um, but speaking of jobs... Lunchbox wants to get somebody fired. Has he told you guys this off air? No. Tell him who it is. The garbage man. Like, I don't know if we're at war or what, but this seems to be happening more and more. This is the third week in the row that he, they haven't picked up my garbage. Don't you have a beef with the garbage man? Yeah, because he every year he puts a little thing at the holiday time. And he puts an envelope with a note that says, if you'd like to leave a tip for Greg the garbage man, you know, leave it in this envelope and just tape it to the top of your trash can. Why well, ain't tipping you? You're just doing your job. You're not doing anything that... You know, any garbage man wouldn't do. You're putting my trash in the trash truck. And I, two weeks ago, I go out there, trash still in there. Okay, okay, maybe they missed it. Go out there last week, trash still full. I go out there this week, and it is, I mean, it's still full. Like, I am having to go put trash in my neighbor's trash cans. And guess what? They're empty, so they are driving by my trash can on purpose. And, like, I am, I want, would you call and try to get someone fired? Because once an accident, twice, maybe you blinked and missed it. Three times, this is war. No. What's his name again? Greg the Garbage Man. So, does, are you sure Greg is still the Garbage Man? Well, That's, I mean, like, impressive to have the same Garbage Man for several years. Well, you think they change it up on you? I mean, I've had the same mailman since I moved in. Well, I guess it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do get a different mailman every couple months. Yes, I, yeah. Call, handle your business with it. I'm calling hey, the city, for real. Say, hey, They've missed my trash three weeks in a row. Would you mind checking with them? Make sure there's not a problem. Make sure I'm doing everything right. And it, it won't feel threatening to them if you're going, hey, maybe I'm messing up. They'll get it. If they don't, then maybe you have a talk with Greg. You wait for him. Oh, man, I'll just sit out there by the trash can. But hey, Greg, you want to skip this one today? Hey, Greg, get over here, bud. All right. <sighs> I'm just putting I'm just fixing problems left and right. <laughs> this is Tammy from Minnesota who left a voicemail last night. Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. I just had a question about tipping because I had a strange incident today. I went to the liquor store, picked up all the bottles that I wanted, brought it to the counter, and the gentleman rang me up. And when I inserted my credit card, it asked me how much I wanted to tip. And I was just, was like a deer in headlights. I didn't know what to do. So I was wondering what your opinion was. 
My opinion is that does seem like a place that is ridiculous to tip because they really didn't do a cervix except check you out. I would also say that if you can hit them with a buck, go for it, but you shouldn't feel pressure to do it at all. I would think if you have an extra buck and a lot of people have been struggling during, you know, COVID-19 in the past six months, hit them with it. But it's a weird place to see a tip line. You don't have to tip there. Only when there is a service given should there be a tip. I don't want to go into Target and they're like, all right, just rang you up. How much would you like to tip me? Right. Don't feel bad because you didn't, but I always encourage if you can, do a little. Because if you needed it and someone could do a little, wouldn't you appreciate that? But you shouldn't feel guilty at all. Here is Sydney in Arizona. I need some help. Me and my fiance are getting married in like 10 days. We are huge, huge fans. Now, I have no idea what to get him for a groom's gift. I did not know that we were supposed to do groom's and bride's gift, but we are. So I need your help. I was wondering maybe if I can get an autograph since he is such a huge fan and maybe we can get it mailed out to him or something. All the gifts are weird for weddings. I've never heard of that kind of gift. Never heard well, of it. why did the brooding groom and bride need to get each other a gift? You're they about are to be their married. Gifts. Yeah. yeah. You got a whole wedding happening. <laughs> All the pressures of making sure that it's all pulled off and the right people get there. And now there's a groom and bride gift. Yeah, a ring, too. You just bought him a ring. You just bought him a ring. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll, sure. I'll send, do we have any books here? I can send her a book. <laughs> After all that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That'd I mean, be a good I, gift. I always say, if I can help out, I will. <laughs> I'm happy to send over a signed book. Did she leave her address or her name, Raymundo? Her phone, her phone number. Okay. Can we get her a book? Yeah, we can get her book, yeah. Okay, I will send you and your husband, we'll, we'll find out what you want written in there, a copy of Fail Until You Don't, my latest book, called Fail Until You Don't, Fight, Grind, Repeat. Okay. Here is Mississippi John, who left us a voicemail last night. I've heard several times the story about where you broke into the radio station, but I've never heard what happened to the apprentice that was with you, you know, actually went into the radio station. Love to hear about it. Love your show. Appreciate that. Yeah, way back in my nuttier days I was out I was doing a station event another station had put bumper stickers all over our station van and I was ticked I'm a very competitive person sometimes overly unhealthily I said okay so long story short we broke into the radio station took over their airwaves <laughs> yada 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 <laughs> there was a lot that went into that but broke into their station took over their airwaves uh, the guy that was with me at the time his name was Gilligan who I instructed not only where to go and what to do, but I sat down and we had pictures of their studio. So I showed <laughs> hey, them what, what things would do on the board. We did like a trial run. <laughs> it was the Mission Impossible, but radio station breaking in. Fine. Um, I don't. I don't know what happened to Gilligan. I don't think he's in radio anymore. It's the last time you talked to him, probably that night. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was it. I'm just kidding. You got arrested. Never saw him again. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's still clanking his cuff, waiting to be bailed out. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Gilligan. I, that was in Arkansas. Right after that, I moved to Texas, and he didn't move. And I don't think he pursued radio for very much longer. But we'll, we'll, ne- we'll always have that night. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So a woman tracked down a nurse who helped her as a child. When she was 14 years old, she had a spinal tumor and she spent four months in the hospital for treatment. And one of the nurses who cared for her during her stay made such an impression on her that now at 43 years old, she searched for her and finally found her thanks to social media. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like 2,000 people like retweeted her, you know, 
her trying to find her. And then, yeah, she was tracked down. And she was just like, wanted to hug her and thank her for everything that she did when she was in the hospital as a child. That's a good one there. That was Tell Me Something Good. I'll give you three characters from a 90s TV show. All you have to do is name the show. Make sense, everybody? Yes. Write your answer down. The example would be Monica, Joey, Phoebe. And that would be Friends. Friends. Right. Ready. 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 Steve, Carl, and Laura. What 90s TV show had the three characters? Steve, Carl, and Laura. Amy. Um, Family Matters. Correct. Lunchbox. Family Matters. Correct. Eddie. Family Matters. Correct. All three of you are still in the game. Next up, Al, Jill, and Wilson. Amy. Home Improvement. Lunchbox? Home Improvement. Eddie? Home Improvement. The answer is Home Improvement. Everybody still in? Nice job. DJ, Dan, and Darlene. DJ Dan and Darlene. Ooh, Amy's struggling over no, there. No, no, I'm not. Got it. Amy? Roseanne. Lunchbox? Roseanne. Eddie? That's Roseanne. Nice. <laughs> they all laugh there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little harder this time. Kevin, Paul, and Winnie. Kevin, Paul, and Winnie. Amy? Wonder Years. Lunchbox? Wonder Years. Eddie? Wonder Years. What would you do Correct. if so I good. sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Doug, Carrie, and Arthur. Doug, Carrie, Arthur. Amy? King of Queens. Lunchbox? King of Queens. Eddie? Doug Funny. Oh, Eddie is down. Eddie is out. Saw the struggle on his face over there. Wow. I know those other names. Down goes Eddie. Down goes Eddie. Mm. Two remain. Sean, Corey, Topanga. Sean, Corey, Topanga. Amy? Boy Meets World. Lunchbox? Boy Meets World. Correct. All right, get a little bit harder here. Frank, Carol, Dana. (laughs) Frank, Carol, Dana. Frank. Nineties TV show. These are characters from a nineties TV show. Frank, Dana, who? Carol. No, wait. Frank. Yeah, Frank, Carol, Dana. If you both miss it, I'll give you a hint to get another shot at it. Okay, I wrote something. Amy, what do you have? A seventies show. Lunchbox, what do you have? Seventh Heaven. 
Ooh, you're what both is? wrong. Oh. Dang! Here is your hand. Frank and Carol are married. What on earth? Frank and Carol are married. That helps me out. But is Dana a boy? I'm not answering that. Okay, next guess. No! Oh, you have it, Amy? I don't know. Well, I'm going to go to Lunchbox first, then, and see if Amy has it. Lunchbox, what do you have? Wings. That's a good guess. I love wings. Amy? Married with children? Incorrect. Okay. Frank and Carol are married. Dana is a girl. Oh. And she's okay. one of a bunch of kids. Oh. 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 Okay. Lunchbox? Family ties. Incorrect. Carol Seaver, come on. Amy. Step by step. Correct. TGIF. Dang it. Yeah, on the roller coaster. There you go. Patrick Dempsey. No. No. Patrick Duffy. Patrick Duffy. Played Frank Lambert. Suzanne Summers played Carol Foster Lambert. That blonde lady. Yeah. Amy, nice win. Take a second, but you got there. You got there. Would you have gotten Amy, um, Hank, Peggy, and Bobby? Ma- married with children? King of the Hill. Hank, Peggy, and Bobby. 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 <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten Bobby. Nope. Nice win, though, Amy. Did you play her song? All right, there you go. Amy's a big winner. Eddie, who was your first celebrity crush when you were a kid? Mm, Kathy Ireland. Oh, yeah, Remember the her? Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Thank you. You know exactly who she is. We're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was Alyssa Milano uh-huh. from Who's the Boss. She's probably around the same age as us, right? I think she's a couple years older, but yeah. yeah. But I think she was a couple years older on Who's the Boss, and that's why I had such a crush on her. Morgan, what about you? Mm, Justin Timberlake or Jesse McCartney? Who is Jesse McCartney? Beautiful a, soul. Yeah. I don't need another pretty face. <laughs> I want you and your beautiful okay. soul. Do you remember that? No. Oh, you don't? Uh-uh. <laughs> he was also on a TV show, right? Yeah, he, he made a lot of guest appearances on like Hannah Montana and just Disney shows. So that's where my love for him came. And then he dropped good songs. Do you know the song? No, never heard it. You Turn it up. So once we were at dinner, um, and Jesse McCartney walks in. We're I'm in Miami, and so I'm with some friends, and they're like, "Hey, who is that guy?" And he walked in, and Jesse McCartney was with like four older women, extremely scantily clad. It was a weird vibe, right? <laughs> now this is probably ten years ago. Okay. And so he walks in, and I recognize him because he had been on the radio show a couple times. He was always a fine, fine, nice guy, whatever. We played this game at the table, and we made a bet the loser had to go up and ask for an autograph while he was eating. And I was like, great. So I lose the bet. (laughs) And so they're like, hey, go up and say, hey, can I get an autograph? This is my buddy's idea. And he goes, have him sign it and say, hey, Mr. Munez, I'm such a big fan. Oh, no. (laughs) Because he looked like Frankie Munez from Malcolm in the Middle, too. (laughs) I regret doing this. And you did this. Well, I lost the bet. I had to do it. (laughs) So I walk up, and I had the thing, and I was like, hey, would you mind signing this? I'm a huge fan. It's before he started eating. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he signed it. I mean, he had girl. I mean, he was, it was girl palooza. It was him and four girls. It was crazy to see. Wow. I think maybe I was jealous too because <laughs> I was getting no girls. And then he signed it and he he's like, here you go, man. I was like, Mr. Munez, I'm such a big fan of Malcolm in the Middle. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> what did he do? He just wanted me to get the heck out of there. <laughs> Jesse, if you're listening, I'm sorry for that moment. I'd like to apologize. That was not my best moment. Yeah, your friends made you do it. I did lose a bet, and I had to do that. Raymundo, who was your uh, crush? Brooke Burke. She had this show called Wild On, and she traveled all across America and the world and always be in bikinis. I, I think her. she also hosted Dancing with the Stars way early on, right? Didn't Brooke Burke host that with Tom Bergeron way early? Lunchbox yours? Oh, uh, it's easy. Kelly Kapowski and Vanna White. Vanna White? Yeah, you watched her flip those numbers around, and she'd walk back and forth. <laughs> like, man, heck yeah, Mom and Dad. Watch this show every every night. <laughs> Whew. Vanna White. I mean, she huh? was so old, like, even when you were young. Uh, she was the same age as Kathy Ireland. Okay. They're both in their 60s? Yep. Interesting. He got you with that. He got you with that one. He sure did. I apologize. <laughs> okay, Mike Diaz told me about a movie called The Good Son, and he's created a game called The Good Son Game. By the way, has anyone seen The Good Son? No. no I think that's with Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. And so what's this about? So it's about this kid whose mom dies, so he goes to live with his aunt. And then there's this famous scene at the very end where she has to decide which one to save. The good son, which is her son, or her nephew. Oh. She can only save one. They're hanging off a cliff. Okay, so the game Mike <laughs> has suggested is we draw two names out of the hat. Those are the two people hanging off the cliff. We have to save one of them. Oh, interesting. Oh, I like wow. this. Wow. <laughs> Amy, you get to draw first. I'll, here, I'll draw for you. Oh, no. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Your, your people are, you get the good son, Scuba Steve. Oh, guys. <laughs> Come on, come on, Amy. Or Utility Hillary. Now they're, oh! bo- they're, they're both hanging off a cliff. Oh, so, so you've got both of their hands? Yeah, both. You, you, you can only save one of them. Yeah, okay. Oh, this is great. So you have Scuba Steve or Utility Hillary. They're both hanging off a cliff. This is horrible. Who do you save? Okay, well, I've known Hillary longer, and Steve can maybe pull himself up. No, they can't pull themselves up. That's they're going to die. die. Yeah, yes. one of the person it's you like. It's over. Go. Okay, I'm saving Hillary. Okay, Scuba Steve, sorry, buddy. Look me in the eye when you say that, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> you just got the good sign. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. Eddie, ready? Yeah, come on. Your two people are. <laughs> one person hanging off the cliff is Lunchbox. Oh, it's great. Whoever the next person is. <laughs> the second person is. Bobby. All right, Bobby. I got you, dude. <laughs> Lunch. Sorry, man. Of course you won't go to Eddie see kicks, you. Eddie kicks I'm like worried about off. that. I knew that one. Gonna, that, was, that was the easiest game I've ever played. Yeah, that was, that was so dumb. <laughs> you know, he, it, it, Bobby against anybody he'd pick him. All right. Eddie. All right, sorry. Lunchbox. Yeah, give it to me. Ready for yours? Yeah. You get drawn out of the hat. Morgan number two. Oh, man. Or Amy. Uh-oh. Who? Uh-oh. Oh, man. Morgan number two or Amy. Let's just be real. I mean, this is a tough one. I mean, I, they're both hanging there, and they're screaming, Lunch! Lunch! And I'm like, what can you do for me? Oh, what can you offer here me? Here we go. I'm saving Morgan number two. <gasps> wow, wow. Why? Uh, just because then I get more, uh, I'll be more in the spotlight, and I get more airtime, and uh, <laughs> like my role will increase. And oh. so, that's Whoa, it. okay. <laughs> That's fine. Dang. Savage. All right. All right, I'm up. I died. I, I haven't done it yet, right? No, you have not no, done you have it. not. I died for airtime. Okay. <laughs> the oh. first person drawn is Amy. Oh, well. Yeah, here we go. There you go. That's next, it. Don't even draw the next they person. Draw. They're dead. <laughs> They're dead. Who's dying? The person she's up against is Raymundo. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Oh, See you, that's a tough call. Ray. D- it I is mean. not tough. Ray, you die. Sorry. <laughs> Let me draw somebody else against Amy. Up against Amy is Mike D. Oh, sorry, Mike. Bye, Mike. Good life. I don't know. 
I'd have to at least think about that before I kick Mike's hand. <laughs> yeah, you would think about it and yeah. then be like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, Amy, you win. We'll do one more. Morgan number two, you have two people. Okay. Remember Morgan too. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. You have. You're welcome. Lunchbox. Oh, Whoa, yeah, what up? What up? You owe me. Don't play around. <laughs> you owe me. Don't play around. I saved your life. Or Amy. Oh, oh, cool. oh wow. What up, girl? What up? They're both hanging off I a cliff. I physically cannot answer this question. Same scenario. Oh you have to save. They're both hanging off That's a cliff. That's not even fair. Morgan or like, two. Morgan or two. Just I'm, pick who you like better. I like them both equally, and I, it's really unfair because Lunchbox did save me, and he's going to be so mad if I do not choose him right now. Oh, gosh. They're I both hanging know. off a cliff. You get to save one. Go ahead, Morgan number two. And two, save me. <laughs> save me. I need an answer. Amy. Amy! Oh, no! Wow! Wow. I'm wow. so sorry. See you, I'm lunch. so sorry. <laughs> what happened okay. there? I got you, Morgan. <sighs> I just, I just, I, you know. No, no, females. I don't know. I, I, had to, I had to have Amy's back. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. She can't even look at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the good news. Tell me something good. There's a new hospital program that plays recordings to babies in the NICU that their moms are recording for them. So what happens is, if you have a baby premature, you don't get to be with the baby all the time. It stays for a lot of the time in the NICU that you can't go in there. So what they've done is, inside the little cribs, the moms record reading, moms record singing songs, lullabies. And they play them for the babies in order to keep that connection more so than they would get to have anyway. Mm -hmm. And they're used to hearing their mom's voice anyway, so it's comforting. Music therapist Hannah Bush says hearings... Hearing the mom's voice also helps comfort the babies in the difficult environment. So that's pretty cool Love and that. progressive thinking. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is Jesse from St. Petersburg, Florida, that left us his voicemail last night. Morning, studio. Something for Amy. Why did the superhero flush the toilet? Because it was his duty. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> it almost sounds like one of those robot voices, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go over to the corny. The morning corny. My grandma is 80% Irish. Okay. People call her Iris. <laughs> I don't get it. Don't get well, it. Irish is I-R-I-S-H, five letters. 80% of that is Iris. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's, That's too much math for me. <laughs> That's a good one, though. <laughs> it's just, I can't. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Smarty Pants and Bones had to get that. It's yeah. not my fault that Eddie is slow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the phone right now is Dwight in Virginia. Hey, Dwight, what can I help you with? Hey, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. Um, um, so I have a wedding this Friday, and I'm the best man to my buddy that we've been friends a whole life with. We grew up together. And I know you got to do a whole speech and everything, and I have no idea what to say. I'm just drawing a blank on everything. Okay, I'll help you. First thing I would do is I would get on the Internet and Google best man speeches because you can get a template from that. And so it'll give you some easy things to go into that you'll have to insert yourself. So just Google best, best man speeches. And then what I would encourage you to do is go back through your time with him and just list out some real memorable moments. And then you'll be able to kind of insert them into the templates already built for you. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't make it over three, four minutes. Then that's long. And as long as you're personal and you're not drunk, just going on and on people are gonna love it 
it's not a hard thing to pull off. It's a hard thing to feel like you're prepared for, though. So my advice to you is Google great best man speeches. It's going to give you kind of the bones to use there and then insert some personal stories and you'll be you'll be good to go. It feels like cheating, but who cares? They're not, they're not going to know the difference. Hmm. They're going to be like, dang, Dwight nailed that best man speech. <laughs> and again, quicker is yeah. better too. Unless you're like a, a, someone who speaks for a living, quicker is better. So don't make it too long and you'll nail it. All righty. All right, Dwight. See you, buddy. <laughs> All righty. All right, let's go Thank to you. you too. Let's go to Sierra in Oklahoma City, who's on the show. Hey, Sierra, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good. What can I do for you? Um, well, I just wanted to call, and uh, I've been listening to you guys for five or six years now. Um, and the other day, whenever you brought up your mother and um, the you know affliction that she had, and you know succumbing to it, I had to kind of pull over and cry just because I identified quite a bit with that. I developed an addiction in the military and kind of missed out on the first few years of my daughter's life. And I'm three years sober now. Um, And so getting to raise my daughter and seeing that beautiful things can come from some really dark times. Um, So I just really wanted to say thank you for being open and vulnerable because I guess you never really realize how much the small little tidbits like that of your life kind of... um, people can identify with. And so I just want to say thank you. Well, I appreciate that call. You know, my the first book that I wrote was called Bare Bones, and I put a lot of stories in that about uh, dealing with addiction and my mom and a lot of things that I felt, even outside of that, were so extremely personal that no one would relate to whatsoever. And I didn't worry about being laughed at, but I just thought that no one would get it and people would feel sorry for me. Like, that was my concern, and I never want anyone to feel sorry for me. However, what I found was and it's helped me with the show, is that more people came to me when I would go do stand-up shows or music shows and say, hey, you know, I read your book, and you know what? I remember from it the most, and it would be those exact things that I shared in, in Bare Bones, my book. And I was completely wrong to think people were going to laugh. Much like your story, things are, are happening that are so common that we don't know just because they're not fun and pretty to put on Instagram. And so I appreciate you also calling to share your story, you know, I think that for me, my biggest tool in, in having a successful radio show has been being vulnerable and, and sharing because a lot of us are going through the same stuff. So thank you very much, Sierra, and keep fighting. I can tell you it's never easy, and uh, you, you, you're doing great, and your daughter's so lucky to have you. Well, thank you. We listen to you guys every morning, and in, in the bath time, she acts like she's got a YouTube show and says, Welcome to Bobby Bones. Hmm. So uh, you'll be hearing from my attorney because uh, <laughs> I sue the kids. I don't record it. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, he's joking. All right, Sierra. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Top 10 richest country singers in the world. It's an amazing list. Like this is the richest period. Like you go to their bank accounts, they got the most. Most of them are older. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Uh, let's start at number 10. Number 10 is making – who has 95 mil- – I was shocked by this. And number 10. $95 million. Luke Holmes. Brad Paisley. Did they come from – because he does nationwide. Yeah. Is all on, this matters. So it's like not just country it's, music. It's all. Okay. He has 11 studio albums a bunch, and a bunch of endorsements. Listen, he's got – He's got so much money. Uh-huh. We weren't here whenever he was 
because he, he won Entertainer of the Year. Like, we missed that. Yeah, we did miss that. I only started to become buds with Brad a little bit after we got to town, and we would do some shows with him, and we just flew back with him yeah. on his plane. And that was I was like, cool. what in the world? This thing mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. And he had barbecue on the airplane. Yeah. Remember and, that? And then, Yes. And then when we landed, he had his car right next to the plane. Yeah. That was cool. It was, it was great. <laughs> $95 million. That's cool. <laughs> At number eight, excuse me, at number nine, Alan Jackson. Worth $96 million. Wow. Come on, Alan. So obviously he's got tons of music, but he's branched out into other business deals, exclusive music, merchandise, Cracker Barrel, Ford Trucks, Napa Auto Parts, headlining tour by Fruit of the Loom. What, does he own Cracker Barrel? He does not own Cracker Barrel, but they have bought some Alan Jackson stuff. Got it. At number eight. Reba McIntyre. Did you know she got her start with her siblings as the singing McIntyres? And they would go to rodeos? I didn't know that. Mm. So her mom was also a country vocalist. But then she was like, I'm going to teach elementary school instead. And then Reba was discovered doing the national anthem at a rodeo. So 29 albums. The TV show Reba, movies... But Reba comes in at number eight with $98 million. She was the colonel, too, on KFC commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like a day. Now yeah. there's a big jump at number seven. Huh. It goes from 98. At number seven, this artist worth $190 million. Whoa! It's still, it's someone who's on the radio right now. But it's obviously someone oh. who's been around a long time. Right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Garth? No, not number seven. Oh. Come on, it's one ninety. It's that. Kenny Chesney. Oh, okay. Kenny didn't receive his first instrument until he graduated from high school. He named the guitar the Terminator and learned to play. Moved to Nashville, one of the most successful country singers. He sold over thirty million albums. Wow. We're not doing the whole top ten now, but I'm gonna read you a couple more. But Kenny Chesney's worth hundred and ninety million dollars. Not bad. Holy mackerel. Doing okay. What number are we on? We're on Kenny Chesney. We're on six? At number six, the only dead country artist on here is Kenny Rogers. Worth $250 million. Whoa! Yeah, they start making massive jumps. Whoa! Money-wise. At number six, Kenny Rogers. Are we going to eventually get to the big B? Billion? Are there any billions in there? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Oh, my God. Wow, Garth's crazy. But no. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. There's some people with some massive money, but uh, there's no billionaires. Okay. No, no, no. Not yet, anyway. (laughs) All right, we're going to hold there. That's that's 10 to 6. We'll do 5 to 1 coming up in a little bit. You guys guessed before the break. Eddie, what'd you guess? Garth, probably. What did I guess? Is that what you guessed? I think Garth. Yeah, you did guess Garth. Yeah. Who did you guess? I guess Elton John because I didn't know. That. Oh, and then after we went to commercial, Lunchbox is like arguing about how El- Elton John's a country artist. I'm a, he's like, where else would you put well, him? Well, I, I don't mean, understand what else? category you'd put him in. But <laughs> he was a pop singer in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, in the 80s. Can I make a new guess? No, because now we're too far into it. <laughs> All right. I'll stick with Elton then. Uh, the top five richest country singers continuing on the list. At number five, worth $300 million, the king of country, George Strait. Yeah. There you go. Dang. Wow. Do you know that he owns a Gulfstream G450 business jet company? Not just the plane. Oh. He owns the company. What? He co-founded the Vaqueros Del Mar Golf Tournament. Am I saying that right? I don't know. You have Cowboys? Vaqueros? Yeah. Yeah. 
Vaqueros. Yeah, Vaqueros. Vaqueros. And then TV film, but George Strait worth 300 million bucks. Number four worth 330 million dollars, Garth Brooks. <sighs> We know all Garth has, but at number three is Toby Keith at three hundred sixty-five million. Wow! Come on, he has Toby. One Garth. He does. Toby has been in the game since ninety-three. Sixty-one singles, broke into TV, really climbed the charts with his business ventures, including the restaurant franchise. I love this bar and grill. Clothing line TK Steelman. And he's introduced a new adult beverage called Wild. I don't know what that adult beverage is. Me either. At number two, we only have two left. Nobody's got them. Who are the richest? They're both alive. Oh, Dolly. Yeah, Dolly has to be one of them. At number two, Shania Twain, $400 million. What? You don't what? No, that's amazing, but I'm trying to think of, like, does she have any of her endorsements, or is it all just her music? Febreze. Oh. Cody. I don't know that is C O T Y. Makeup. I think. She carried the Olympic torch in 2010. She had a she's the sixth best-selling female artist in the USA. Mm. She was a judge on American Idol. Maybe for what? Really? Like a, I didn't know that. Uh, number one is Dolly Parton. Half a billion dollars. Oh. She has a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. She's donated a hundred million books. She's yeah. got so much going on. Netflix awesome. shows, movies, on and on and on. I'm reading this here. Shania Twain served as a guest judge at the Chicago auditions of season nine of American Idol. She would then serve as mentor. Okay. She wasn't like a full-time judge. I'm basically Shania. Now. Yeah, there you are. I'm the Shania of American Idol. <laughs> wow. Was oh, that funny to you, Amy? Yeah. Except I don't have $400 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Dolly Parton wins as the richest country star at half a billion dollars. Mm. So congratulations to her. And she still comes on, and she's still the nicest person. I'm going to say this. Coming up in a bit, Amy's doing a segment where she saw a mega country star doing their own grocery shopping. It's someone who's worth millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Really? So surprising that I thought there's no way this person does their own shopping. Didn't you? Same. I had to double take. And you're sure it was this person? 100%. We could get them on the phone and ask them it was them. Okay. I know it. We'll I talk. don't even think we could get them on the phone, though, so I'm just going <laughs> to <laughs> But if we could. It's time for the good news. Tell me something good. Man, Jim Johnson's been working at the same grocery store for the last 30 years, so he knows a lot of the customers. Well, about a year ago, his car engine blew up, and he couldn't afford to fix it. So he bought a bicycle, rode it to work every single day. One of his shifts, someone steals the bike. Oh, man. And so one of the regulars found out about this, started a GoFundMe page, and raised money so they could buy him a used car so he doesn't have to walk to work. They didn't buy him a bike. They bought him a car. They bought him a car. That's they said, amazing. oh, you know what? Your bicycle's gone. Don't worry about it. You're going to get four wheels instead of two. How about that? And he said, beep, beep, on my way to work. There you go. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's do another round of Stars Are Just Like Us, Bobby Bone Show edition. Where, Amy, you were at the grocery store. Yes. And I look over. I'm in the produce somewhere over by the lemons and apples. And I look up and I see this. Lady with red hair doing her own grocery shopping. Reba. No! Yes. I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, wow, that lady looks a lot like Reba. 
And then I heard her say something, and she has a mask on, you know, so you can't fully tell. But then once I heard it and I double taked, 100% Reba there by herself, pushing her own little cart. Yeah. And then when I was checking out, she was in a checkout line sort of next to me, and I was just kind of side eyeing. Totally her. And no one went up to her and said, hey, can I get a picture? No, honestly, I don't think people were paying that much attention. And with the masks, it's got to really help celebrities out. And she could also be like, I ain't Reba. Right. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? You know, earlier we're talking about Reba, and she's one of the 10 richest country stars, period. She has about $100 million. And she's out grocery shopping for, what was she getting? Because I would have gotten to her cart and seen exactly what Reba was yeah. buying. I tried to take inventory, mostly fresh produce. Not shocking. Or no spaghettios oh, or anything? I know. Nah, I, knew, so, I knew Reba loved fresh produce. And maybe some sort of a jam. Like yeah. there was a jar full of something. But I definitely no was ice cream. trying to creep on her a little bit, but gave her her space for sure. Are you surprised, Eddie, that she doesn't have someone that does the shopping for her? Yes. I mean, that's with all that money, you wouldn't have to leave the house ever to do anything, much less go apples and oranges. And she had no security with her? Nope. She was just there by herself. Dang, that's the lie. And she went through the <laughs> checkout, and I thought, What's the lie? What does she, does she, when she pays with a credit card, does it say, Reba? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great oh, point. Yeah, good I question. don't know. I thought about I the checker you outer. That her credit cards are under a, an LLC business name. Ruba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I think this is her. Beep. No, Ruba McIntyre. Okay. So it can't her. be her. her so close. close, Jim. Holly, so close. Yeah. So mm-hmm, stars are just like us. I was thinking about Chris Stapleton the other day. Same situation. Because in his song, Arkansas, he talks about the blue lights being behind him. And he says that whole song was a true story, so they pull over. Can you imagine if a cop comes up and gets Chris Stapleton's ID and is like, all right, Mr. Stapleton, what the? Yeah, you got to keep it together, though. Right. Or do you go, hello, Mr. Stapleton, I'm a huge fan. Hey, drive (laughs) as fast as you want, buddy. (laughs) You know, to be a police officer and pull over somebody famous would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, and you know what's happened. That's fun, you saw Reba. Was it a fancy grocery store? Uh, Sort of a health market-ish. Like, you can't find... Heinz ketchup there, if that's what you're asking. What's the name of it? Fresh Market. I knew Reba would be a Fresh Market. (laughs) Only the best for her. So you called your dad faking like you were in jail? Yes, because there was this thing going on TikTok where you have these clips and you can get the same, this is a call from the whatever jail, and boom, I think you're in prison. (laughs) So here you go. Lunchbox is calling to see if he can get his dad to fall for him being in prison. Correct. Here we go. Hello? Hello. This is a collect call from Dan, an inmate at the Davidson County Jail. Please say yes to accept this call. Yes. Thank you. Please wait while you are being connected. Dad. Yes. I need you to call. I can't get her to answer her phone. I I, I got pulled. I got pulled over because I had. I guess I have expired tags, and I guess I had parking tickets from when I first moved here. I mailed them, and they didn't have a record of them, so they said there was a warrant, so they took me in. Okay. So I just need you to call and tell her to call down to the jail and hopefully get me out, uh, come down. And, I mean, it's only like 250 bucks, but they won't let me pay it or something. I don't understand. But I tried to call her, and she's not answering. Well, maybe she put them on to you. Well, I mean, that's not funny. I only got like 60 seconds. They're going to cut me off, but. Well, keep your pants on. Okay. All right. That's really funny. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you can laugh. It. You don't what? think he fell for it? He didn't fall for it, right? No, he fell for it. No, he didn't. No, he no, no, he's he's say keep your pants on to your no, son. No. He immediately called my wife. 
He did? He immediately called my wife and was like, hey, I just got a call just so you know. Like, he got pulled over this morning, and he said you weren't answering because it's a block call. Like, he legit fell for it. Well, you do have a history of calling your dad from jail. <laughs> or did I call your dad from jail? No, I had, no, because back then you could not call cell phones from jail. And so I had to call my mom, and she was like, so what do I do? I was like, I don't know, call Bobby. So my mom called you. That's what happened. Because I couldn't call your cell phone. We did a bit back oh, in the day boy. that got Lunchbox put in jail. We've talked about it. In, 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 it's fantastic. It's not fantastic. Oh, it's the best, best, best bit. It wasn't fantastic. <laughs> there have been a couple of those. The lunchbox going to jail was scary. We were almost fired. Oh. And then whenever uh, the we got fined a million dollars. Oh yeah, that's by the EAS. Yeah, that was, that was funny. That was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a couple really close calls here, uh-huh. but lunchbox being put in jail. I just remember did, you and I never talked on the phone while you were in jail. Nope. Never. And I had no idea how to get out of jail. And I mean, I was about to get led into the courtroom when I got an announcement over the big speaker. And I thought it was my dad coming to visit me. You know how you see on TV and they, you get visitors? And I went in there and I had to pick up the phone. And it was a lawyer. He was like, this is what's going to go down, blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of crazy. It's like the movies, huh? It really was. <laughs> like they said your name over the loudspeaker. I was the first one all day to get my name to go into one of the visiting rooms. Guys, do you all know phone numbers? Like in case you, like who are you going to call? I don't know a single number. Lunchbox's number. What's your area code? 210. Three. Ah, yep. I, 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 <laughs> you know Lunchbox. I do now because what we we had oh a my, bid on the air this forever. Was so stupid. Or when he would lose a game, we would tell everybody a cell phone number <laughs> on the air. They would play my number 20 times a day. So I could never use my cell phone because all it would be was listeners calling, calling, texting. And it was his real number. It was you my know. real and it's still my number, and I still get text randomly. Hey, is this still your number? <laughs> EML, early morning listener. All right, cool. Thanks. Can we still play that game? No. But now No chance. Now there are artists who do this little fake uh, app thing where they yes. like, here's my cell phone number, text me, but it's not really their cell phone number. Yeah. It goes to like some app and then they get a list. We were revolutionary. <laughs> we even had we, the big voice guy was saying yeah. his number. He was like, if you don't agree with the opinion, <laughs> we don't agree with the opinions Lunchbox just stated. If you would like to call him, call, don't call the show. Call him. His number is. Da, da, da. Buzz, that's cool. Hilarious. <laughs> the good old days. Oh. I mean, at some point, we could make a bet with him on something he felt pretty yes. solid about. He could bet his number versus some money or something. I mean, we can do that with Eddie also. <laughs> no, we can't. Oh, <laughs> no, we can't. it's so funny. We Googled easy riddles for kids. I have a whole list of them. It's time to play Riddle Me This. All the adults in the room, you're in the mix here. Amy, you're up first. Okay. You'll have 15 seconds from the end of the riddle to get it right. If you don't, you'll be eliminated. Are you ready? Ready. I'm a kind of band that doesn't make music. What am I? I'm a kind of band that doesn't make music. What am I? You have 15 seconds. Riddle me this. Okay. Go ahead. Rubber band. Correct. On to the next round. Lunchbox. I am a king, but I'm also a measurer. What am I? I am a king, but I'm also a measurer. What am I? I got it. A ruler. Correct. Oh, man. Nice work. Like 
Measuring cup. <laughs> Eddie. Come on. I am a vehicle. I spell the same when you read me forwards as well as backwards. What am I? I am a vehicle. I spell the same when you read me forwards as well as backwards. What am I? I spell the same? Time starts now. Car. Rack. Truck. Hurts. Don't know what this is. I'm a vehicle. Plane. Plane. Time. Eddie, I need an answer. Plane. Plane. Plane forward. P-L-A-N-E. Plane backward. E-N-A-L-P. No, it's race car. Spell the same forward and backward. R-A-C-E-C-A-R. Backward. R-A-C-E-C-A-R. Wow. Didn't know that. Eddie, you've been eliminated from Riddle Me This. Morgan. I am as hard as a rock. But I melt immediately in hot water. What am I? Hard as a rock. I am as hard as a rock, but I melt immediately in hot water. What am I? Uh, hmm. Lava? Is that your answer? <laughs> yeah. Incorrect. You couldn't have given me that one, Vince? What is it? Go on, ice. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't think that way. I had yours. We could have switched. <laughs> Uh, only two people remain. <laughs> oh, well, we're falling off quickly here. <laughs> I use my ear to speak and my mouth to hear. What am I? Amy, coming this is over mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use my ear to speak and my mouth to hear. What am I? I use my ear to speak and my mouth to hear. What else has a mouth and an ear besides? Has to be something that's not really a mouth and an ear. Time. I, I need an answer. Lava. Lava. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, look to your left. It's your phone. Um, oh, use my. Use my ear to speak. I still don't get that one, but okay. <laughs> and my mouth. Look. Ear talks. Put it up to your ear. That's what talks. Okay. Your mouth, their mouth. Okay. Ears. All right. Like you speak into their mouth. All right. Okay. You listen through their ear. They're speaking. <laughs> I got gotcha. Speak into their mouth. Lunchbox, you can win this one. Let's go. Oh, in the second round, you're gonna nail it. Here we go. Come on. I can fly, but I have no wings. I can cry, but I have no eyes. Wherever I go, darkness follows me. What am I? I can fly, but I have no wings. I can cry, but I have no eyes. Wherever I go, darkness follows me. What am I? Timer starts now. I can fly, but I have no wings. I can cry, but I have no eyes. And darkness follows me wherever I go. For the win, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I have no idea on this one. I can cry. Time. Ah, an onion. An onion is incorrect. Clouds. They can mm-hmm. fly. They have no wings. They oh. can cry, rain, but no Good. eyes. Ah. Darkness follows them. I had stars, but that wasn't right either. We are now at a sudden death. You guys will be buzzing in with Whoa! your answer. Let's go! Ready. Ready. Amy, you say Amy. Lunchbox, you say Lunchbox. Yeah. I have lots of money, but I need someone else to carry me around to spend it. What am I? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. A wallet. 
Yeah, you had you have lots of money. I need someone to carry around to, to spend it. Mm, that's probably right. Yeah, that's right. Or the answer is wallet. Yeah! There he goes. Yeah! I got no money. In He's pulling out his wallet up, but there was no money. Yeah! <laughs> and they stay there. And they stay there. Say, Bobby, say it. you know what I love to say? It's something like this. It goes, riddle me this. There he is. Oh, boy. You want the bonus one? Hell, yeah, let's yeah. do a bonus. Lunchbox only since you're the winner. Oh. All right. If a rooster lays an egg on the exact peak of the barn, okay, tip top of the barn, yep. which side does it fall? Very top of the barn. If it, if what? I don't understand. Okay, so if a rooster lays an egg on the very peak of the barn, yeah. which side does it fall? Don't get this wrong, because you're the champ. you got to get this Man, right. Man, it's got to be bottom, the left side, <laughs> the right side. <laughs> if it falls, if it's on the peak. Very, it it's on the very peak, right? Like I'm talking about it's balanced perfectly <laughs> on the top. Yeah. Okay? And it falls. Right, if a rooster lays an egg on the exact peak, the very tip top, Got Balanced. It. What Got side it. does it fall? Got Go ahead. It. That's impossible. Roosters can't lay an Got egg. Got it! Yeah! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Hey, Let's go. That was good. I it took me a minute to hear you say rooster. <laughs> I was uh, trying to get through. I was like, you know, have a rooster. <laughs> 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 Woo! Nice yeah. job. Let's watch wins. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from California. A 47-year-old woman was tired of walking. She doesn't have a car. She's walking, walking. Oh, there's a U-Haul. Oh, that's got the keys in it. Uh. Let me jump in and take it. And the only problem is she's like, it's a little dirty. So she tries to go through the car wash <laughs> and got stuck. U-Haul was too big. To Why fit. is she trying to oh. clean a car she stole? <laughs> I don't know. At least the... Uh, <laughs> hey, she wants it to look good. I guess. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. What's happening, friends? Thank you guys for hanging out. Don't forget, as we leave the show, you can always call and leave a voicemail. 877-77-BOBBY. This is Stephanie in Connecticut. Morning, studio. I just read the best morning, Courtney. Do they allow loud laughing in Hawaii or just a low ha? Bye. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was Aloha. good. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> On Instagram, I'm at Mr. Bobby Bones. The show is at Bobby Bones Show. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, friends. Bobby Bones is on.